wait, wait, you, you want me to be like funny haha or funny what I'd do with David Tennant and Nathan Fillion with two hours and a bottle of baby oil? Oh, oh, okay. Um, hi, this is Julie Maris from Wicked Unscripted, and here comes Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From the Backroom Botanical Garden spray painting booth on sublevel 9 in Area 51, welcome to TalkCast 360, yet another edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Feeling seasick and yet somewhat comforted by it, I'm your host, The Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, the rest of the gang in the Peabody Time Tunnel, it's our button-pushing, keyboard-clacking, sonic screw-drivering, sometimes violent virtuoso, tonight sitting in her very special gaming chair, Kriana. Sometimes? Okay, most times. Violent. From the stacks of her quiet place in the Dank Dungeons Collegiate Prep Student Lounge, after having received multiple degrees from the California Cyborg School at Pismo Beach, now pursuing an advanced degree in Turing Linguistics with Salty Limericks, welcome Zombrarian. I don't know where you get this stuff. I've never been to California likely story and you know it's it's obviously one of those fakey you know do the stuff online stuff colleges it's in pismo beach for god's sake introducing the man who invented the twist tie no not the piece of paper with a wire embedded in it to keep plastic bags closed the twist tie patent pending is an actual tie that can be worn for business or pleasure that needs absolutely no tying skills you simply Hold it up to your collar, and the patent applied for twist mechanism connects directly to the shirt. Nobody will ever know your lack of dexterity when you put on your very own twist tie. It's the guy who likes really shiny stuff, Awake by Java. That's not true. I, did, I didn't invent that. <laughs> no, that is absolutely true. I've seen your name on the patent papers, but that's okay. It was my evil twin. He had a goatee. Ah, okay. So are you are you running out to get Coney dogs now, or what's the deal? I just got my Coney dogs, and I'm walking out. You know, um, there's not much that Fort Wayne is known for, but we do have this place called uh, Coney Island, which is not the Coney Island in New York. Um, well, clearly, because it's in Indiana. <laughs> but... But, I mean, it's pretty famous. It's a 100-year-old Coney dog shop. And they just had their 100th year anniversary, like, I think two years ago. They opened in 1915. Um, man, so good. I'm going to stuff my face with these Coney's while I drive home. And you guys talk to our lovely, wonderful guests. 
joining the TalkCast tonight because we're two weeks away from GraniteCon. Our first guest tonight is the chief mastermind of Granite State Comic Con, Chris Prue, and joining us also the amazing and talented artist and creator, Rhiannon McCullough, who we mistakenly thought had never actually been on the show, but was in fact a real long time ago on the show. We'll talk about that more later. Chris, Rhiannon, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, guys. Hello. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> well, well, Chris, you know, we, we always like having you back because right around this time of year, we're very close to GraniteCon, and you're about to spill the beans on every cool thing that's happening there uh, in two weeks. For those of you who are living evidently in a bubble or a place in time where GraniteCon does not exist, GraniteCon is September 16th and 17th in Manchester, New Hampshire at the Radisson Center, which is right in the center of Manchester, New Hampshire. We've got a ton of great guests that we're going to talk about. We've got a ton of great events that we're going to talk about. And we've got a, a wonderful group of people who put this show together every year and have one of the coolest comic book shops in New England. Chris Prue from Double Midnight Comics and Double Midnight Productions, the guys who do both Granite Con and Massacon in Worcester, Mass. And they're probably doing a bunch of other stuff we don't know about. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grand State Comic Con. It's, uh, it's going to be here before I know it. It's uh, it's crazy. It's uh, going to be our fifteenth fifteenth uh, year at the Radisson. So it's, it's unbelievable. Oh my! Fifteen years? Seriously? Wow. Yep. Yep. This is our fifteenth time doing it. It's uh, you know, way back in the day, we started off in a small room with uh, you know, a bunch of uh, vendors with comics and toys and you know, sort of stuff and few artists and then uh you know it just kind of blossomed from there so now we're pretty much taking over the whole hotel which is awesome and in that very first granite con there was this wonderful young lady who i think was just going to college at that time and had just started uh doing some really really cool drawings by the name of sarah richard who this year is one of the featured guests yeah, it was, it's uh, really, uh, it's yeah, really so interesting it's totally, that you totally can awesome. almost watch, watch the evolution of GraniteCon by, you know, the the people that kind of started out there and moved their way through to, I mean, Sarah's now doing conventions worldwide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's talk all over the place now. So let's talk a little bit about some of the people who are going to be. Uh, well, first of all, you have the artists and you have the guests and you have Artist Alley, and it's a nice mix so that one doesn't overshadow the other and one isn't there to the exclusion of the others, unlike other conventions at this point, mm -hmm. so that you can relax and have a nice family event. So let's talk about uh, some of the people who are going to be there. So, you know, first and foremost, we like to keep the comic in Comic-Con. Um, you know, like when, we, like when we first started off, comics, you know, were, you know, like I said, a bunch of vendors, a couple of artists, very chill. And then over the that time frame, it, you know, conventions have really blossomed into these pop culture events where you've got a little bit of everything in there. You've got costuming, you've got entertainment guests, you've got, you know, all video games, all kinds of stuff going on. 
Um, but we don't want to lose sight of the fact that, you know, comic books are a, you know, a big part of what we love. And this is the, the root of everything that we, we started with. Um, and it's stuff like the Avengers and all the Marvel movies and Walking Dead and all this stuff, you know, it comes from a comic. So we don't want to lose sight of that. So, we, you know, we place a big emphasis on, on uh, you know, making sure we highlight the, the comic creators and, and, you know, the artist alley and the writers and everybody that's involved in, in making comics. So, um, you know, that's first and foremost in our, in our mind. So, um, you know, we've, we've been blessed to have some, uh, some amazing talents, uh, join us at our conventions. So, uh, like I said, we've got, uh, you know, Sarah, who's a homegrown talent, um, Michael Cho, who does amazing, uh, cover art for, um, Marvel and DC, uh, Carla Barberi, who does Green Lantern, uh, Ben Bishop, who's uh, another local talent He's from up in Maine. He just uh, was doing some covers for the Ninja Turtles and ended up uh, hooking up with Kevin Eastman, and now they're working on a book together. So, um, you know, it's it's we've got some uh, fantastic people that are joining us this year. You've also got, you know, not only do you have a, a lot of local artists, uh, you have local writers, local publishers, local artisans. Uh, yep. I I've never seen... Uh, as many cool local artisans as I see at Granite Con every year. It's like yeah. there was one year you had uh, somebody who was making the, the plants from Little Shop of Horrors, and she just had them all over the place. And another year there were there were guys who were using GI Joes as prefabs to make other things. Um, mm-hmm. And you always find incredibly cool stuff there. And it's not horribly overpriced like it has been at, at other places we've been to. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, like I said, there's like a lot of just cool stuff. I mean, people doing like 3d printing. I've seen like 3d printed roots and, you know, um, prop replicas of like, you know, Han Solo's uh, blaster and all kinds of cool stuff. So, you know, you can grab some art, you can grab some, you know, locally made, you know, merchandise, um, you know, I've seen knitted things and all kinds of really cool stuff, patches and uh, homemade things. So there's a lot of really cool stuff to see in that artist alley area. If you really kind of just take time to, to browse through and check it all out. One of the things that uh, I don't know if you've done it before, I don't think that you did. Uh, but this year I noticed on the website, there was a, a merch uh, tab that I don't believe I'd seen before. So I looked it up and, and there is the obligatory t-shirt, uh, which is a, a whole new design that I've not seen before. Uh, an exclusive star Wars number one, uh, with a cover by Craig Russo. It's, that's going to be exclusive to Granite Con. But the cool thing is for people that don't know, uh, your logo, it's the Graniteer, uh, and this year you have a beautiful enamel pin. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really cool uh, thing that my brother, you know, floated out there. He's like, we should do a pin, because pins are, like, really big right now. So uh, we're like, yeah, let's do that, and, you know, we tracked down a place to do it, and it came out really nice. You know, we um, 
we brought out the Grenadier character last year, and we wanted to feature her in like you know our posters and postcards, and you know she's on a T-shirt. And you know last last year Ed Smith did a really cool um, a Grenadier print, you know, put, putting her in like a, a GI Joe type package, and they can get sketched on. I think I've got some of those kicking around, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, some really cool stuff. So we wanted to get that up there in advance for people to check out and see, you know. So they can know what they're, you know, what's available to buy that that show. What keepsakes? Now you do have uh, two levels of of entry for the show. You have standard entry, which opens at ten o'clock both Saturday and Sunday, uh, closes at six on Saturday and five on Sunday, and then you have a VIP ticket, which gets you mm-hmm. in a half an hour earlier both days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what yep, made you do that? Hour. Um, you know what? There's some people that, uh, like, in addition to the um, the half hour early entry, you get um, you get free entry into the uh, the after party. It happens Saturday night down at Jewel. Um, it gets you into you know, the drink and draw, the Friday night event. So it's kind of like a bundled type package. So instead of picking everything a la carte, you can get, you know. Um, get everything all together in this VIP package. That's really the diehard, you know. So you have, we have the main ballroom, which is Mm -hmm. filled. Then on the other end of the ground floor, we have the other hall. I forget what they named that hall, which, uh, which is, I guess your new fan experience down there. Yeah, so we've got the the expo hall is is, is on the uh, the south side of the building. So that's where you're gonna find all of our uh, our entertainment guests, our comic guests, artist alley, vendors, um, and then on the north side of the building you've got the armory. And this um, so like basically what happened was last year we ran out of space in the expo uh, expo hall, so we're like, what can we do to kind of expand upon this? So we added the, the fan zone. The fan zones where you're going to find the kids con and all the costume groups. Uh, there's going to be that's where we ended up last there. year. That was great fun down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're kind of expanding upon that this year. Like Haunted Acres is going to be there. Um, you know, the Ghostbusters are doing like a slime lab, the, the interactive thing. There's going to be uh, the um, the Grand State Saber Academy is going to be there doing uh, free uh, saber lessons uh, throughout the weekend. So it's it's a really fun place to be, especially if you bring the kids up there. So basically, you've taken over the entire ground floor <laughs> of the Radisson. Yep. Yep. You know, there's only and a few smaller rooms that we're not using, and then I think we're gonna have to move into like the, you know, maybe like the hotel, some of the hotel rooms upstairs. <laughs> and then, of course, you have these wonderful uh, other areas where smaller things are going on, uh, drawing. Uh, areas and the kids coloring contest in the armory. Uh, the nerd magician is going to be in Salon D uh, mm-hmm. a couple of three times throughout the show. Um, the hero army is having a photo shoot. There's, mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, walk in, buy some stuff, goodbye. There's a lot of stuff going on as well. Yep. Yeah, we've got, let's see where there's, Three panel rooms going plus the nerd magician. Uh, there's going to be uh, you know D and D going on all day. There's going to be board games, video games, 
um, you know, a lot of interactive stuff to do. Um, so it's not just, hey, you know, let's pay and get in and buy some stuff and then head home. Uh, you know, literally you can just hang out that whole day or the whole weekend. Um, you know, like a, like I mentioned before, there's after hours events too. So, um, you know, Saturday night you can either check out the uh, the after the 90s after party down at Jewel or, uh, the, you know, the drink and draw, which is happening over at uh, Margarita's this year. Or Geek Jeopardy. <laughs> yep. Which is yep. also going on after it. hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Friday night there's uh, karaoke slash uh, uh, party game uh, event going on at the hotel. So you can go play uh, Cards Against Humanity and Exploding Kittens and all those fun games. And then uh, you know, also, uh, you know, there'll be some terrible singing going on as well. So. Well, there's there's always terrible singing going on there as well, and and of course, uh, our own Pat, who now is a kind of uh, all around the USA costume guy, who started yeah. off doing uh, cosplay events for Granite Con, um, is going to have his over the top cosplay event once again. Yep. So Saturday night, there's going to be the uh, the costume contest uh, for adults, and then uh, Sunday. Um, sa- uh, sorry, sorry. Sunday is going to be the kids' costume contest. So he runs he runs both of those. And the youth yeah, youth event really is open for kids between the ages of 13 and 17, and that thing has grown. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there were. It was huge last year. You had to find a place to, yep. find, to get the whole picture of, of those. Yeah, we had Ooh, to uh, we great. had to move we had to move into like a slightly bigger room for the the costume contest this year, uh, due to the demand for the audience and stuff. And I think we're going to see some really amazing stuff because uh, we're getting tagged on Instagram and stuff, and I'm seeing a lot of people's uh, work in progress. So uh, we're going to see some really cool stuff. Um, it never fails to amaze me and also amaze the other guests at the Radisson. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, they just sit in the lobby and just kind of stare for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year and the year before, we had a bunch of food trucks parked outside. Is that happening again this year as well? Uh, couldn't make the food, uh, the food trucks happen this year, but uh, definitely going to uh, something that I want to bring back for, for next year. So. My yeah, that, that was interesting. Was a, uh, yeah, my brother's upset because there was a, a, a Boston cream pie vendor last year, and they made, they made some like, crazy, huge Boston cream pies that you can like take a walk around with you. So, uh, i them back next year. What do you think is going to be the big draw this year? What are you looking big forward draw, to the most? Um, well, me personally, I'm pretty stoked, uh, that we have, uh, you know, WWE, uh, Hall of Famer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was one of my How did I know up. you were going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he was, you know, the fun, he was the fun character. So, um, that kind of all came together like last week. It wasn't, uh, you know, so we're pretty stoked about that. I know a lot of people are excited for the Overwatch voice, voice actors that are going to be here. Uh, that's gotten a huge response. Um, so yeah, and then like Troy Baker, who's got like a million 
voice acting credits on uh you know video games just look them up on imdb i can't list them all um you know we've got the the disney princesses and all that stuff so it's there's a lot there's a lot of uh different guests i, I think that you're gonna find at the show and you've got a real disney animator this year rick farmelo yep yeah he worked on aladdin and uh beauty and the beast and uh yeah we have uh linda larkin who's the voice of jasmine um Aladdin, she's going to be here this year, so which is really cool. That's very cool. Yeah, so she's I think she's reprising her role next year in uh, Rick and Ralph, too, which is pretty cool. They got all the princesses on that one, so so if you're if you're a parent with young kids, mm-hmm. this is a kid friendly event, and when they say kid friendly, it doesn't mean yeah, there's some kid stuff there. This is an actual kid-friendly event. This is an adult-friendly event. There is literally at this event something for everyone. Uh, it's yep. an event that in, in the 12 years we've been working with Granicon has grown from uh, one room in the back of the Radisson to taking over the entire hotel. And I keep waiting to figure out how it gets bigger and where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, you know, we're just, you know, continually trying to top ourselves every year. And, you know, we always pride ourselves on being a family friendly event. You know, um, kids under 10 get in free with, uh, you know, paid admission. Um, and there's plenty of stuff for them to see. So, like, you know, they can meet princesses, they can meet superheroes and Star Wars characters. And then, Go over and you know take part in the kids con where they have face painting and story time and meet and greet. So there's a lot of stuff that you know the video game stuff that's happening. Um, you know there's the pirate treasure hunt that we have going on. Um, so you know my kids go every year and they love it too. So um, it's definitely something you know you can do with the family and it's really affordable. You know, oddly enough, my kids go every year too. <laughs> do they do they Chris, like kids, kids con or they love kids con in fact last year was it last year or the year before we played geek trivia as a sci-fi saturday night team and lost mm-hmm. miserably as i recall uh, but it was fun and yeah. it's it's a wonderfully fun show uh it's a wonderfully open and welcoming show uh if you can come by, do so September 16th and 17th, Manchester, New Hampshire, at the Radisson, Radisson Center of New Hampshire, Granite State Comic Con 2017, their 15th year, and better than ever. Chris, thank you, my friend. All right. Thank you very uh, much. Who did we lose? All righty. Take care. All right. We'll see you next week. Take care. Yes, you will. I'll look it up. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care, guys. Alrighty. So, Rhiannon, are you there with us, my love? I am indeed. How are y'all doing? We're doing okay. How are you doing? I think we lost someone. Did we lose Java? Yeah, I guess we did. But he'll come back. He always does. It's the siren siren song of the Coney Dogs. Yeah, evidently the Coney Dogs did get to him. Uh, but I, I'm actually doing very well, all things, you know, life being life. It has been, oh, I'm trying to think back to, like, 
this six years ago, I guess it was, you, you, you're telling me, you're, you're the one with the data files, um, that I was actually on the podcast and thinking how different life is. I'm telling you, it was, um, July, it was July 2012, right before Boston right. Comic-Con. Sounds about and right. we were talking, it was, I think, the second time we'd seen you, and it was right mm -hmm. before Boston Comic-Con 2012. And I mean, we see each other two or three or four times a year, depending <laughs> on the conventions we're at. And you yeah, know, pretty much. Seeing, I mean, and it's always fun because you always have something new or something different or something fun uh, that that you're bringing out to show the public for the first time. First of all, you have the coolest collection of chibis for sale ever. Oh, I used to have it on my business card. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm certain that you've got some new ones for this year as well. I do, although unfortunately, um, I'm moving away from the charm model because the materials are just not reliable anymore. Shrinky Dink changed their formula, and uh, you you can't get the shrink the the shrink uh, film that actually can reliably hold a shape anymore without complaining to them extensively and waiting seven months for them to send you some that's any good. Um, so I'm doing wow. keychains now. So same, same oh. design, same illustrations, but I'm doing uh, the hard acrylic keychains. So the fabrication so, is different. The look is the same. Yep. Well, the, the, the images are the same. And actually, if you are going to be at Granite State, I think this is going to be the last con that I'm going to have the old Shrinky dinks. I'm trying to get those moved on so I can move over entirely because a six foot table is only so large. <laughs> so well, this will be the last hurrah for those. Hmm? Yeah, somebody's hmm? going to be at your table going, I think if we're not going to have these anymore, I want one of these and one of these and one of these. <laughs> and I think that's probably going to be me, but you know, because as <laughs> I'm, I'm so sitting sad. here, yeah, I know. It's true. I, mean, I, I can still because find I can still find shrink paper and I can still get them done for custom orders, but it's not reliable enough to have them stocked, yeah. which is unfortunate because I know I'm not the only person who uses the product for uh, for stuff. So because right now the bottom of my iMac is just kind of a a line of wonderful <laughs> shrinky dinks of, of She Hulk and and. Oh my God! All these beautiful, beautiful, wonderful things that you've done, and every time I'm I, you. working on the show, it goes, oh, Rhiannon. I'm going to see her soon. They was her stuff. So, since you're not going to have the the charms anymore, where is your mm -hmm. focus turning? Well, I'm, I'm still doing the like I said, doing the keychains. So the chibis are not going anywhere because I like doing them. They're fun. <laughs> Woo! Um, and, uh, but I'm actually, especially if I think back to like six years ago, wow, which was me in my parents' house, uh, still sheltering from the fallout of, uh, graduate school loans. Um, <laughs> and here I am in my own apartment <laughs> in Manchester, um, still sheltering, on, from uh, graduate still sheltering loans. from college yeah. loans, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> now, now with a, a real job, <laughs> um, I am 
Um, actually, I just recently got back from uh, Gen Con, not as a not as an exhibitor, as a as an attendee. Um, but I've been doing a lot of shopping my portfolio around with the gaming community. Um, I'm trying to do things to focus on a couple of other things like play mats and game tokens, uh, as well as, of course, prints. Like I, I looked at my portfolio recently and told myself, you can't draw any more Steven Universe stuff until you draw something else. Well, it was that interesting because I was looking at your Deviant Art page, and there are a lot of gamers who uh, were making comments about using your artwork as, as markers in game mm -hmm. pads and stuff like that. And it seems like uh, a, a really good marriage. Well, I, there's a huge community, mostly, um, mostly the Legend of the Five Rings community actually has been very, very welcoming. Um, in, uh, you know, I, I have, I think, 375 tiny, tiny samurai that I've drawn for people for, um, like, game forums, avatars, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's been something that I've been doing a lot of lately. Not so many conventions this year, mostly because of uh, time, unfortunately, but... Uh, yeah, such I, life, I, I regularly... Yeah, I think we've all had an interesting <laughs> convention year. Um, I, uh, but we did do Boston Comic Con. We did do Awesome Con, which is in uh, uh, Washington D.C., which is a very nice convention down there. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing it again next year. They're on a, um, oh, what's it called? They're on a. Uh, um, hello, it's a curated artist alley this next year, so it's put in Ooh. an application and see what happens. Well, I mean, well, you know, goes. you've got you've got a body of work that goes back quite a while and is, you know, not only quite extensive but quite beautiful. To be honest with you, and Thank you, you know, it's, it's one. It, you're welcome, but I mean, I think you know that. I mean, it's one of the more fun places to stop during a convention is at your booth, just if nothing oh. else to see what's new. Uh, Thank you very much. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I forget. Speaking of your body of work, and I feel badly that I have forgotten, do you sell your masks at cons, or are those strictly um, personal slash commission? Th those are for sale. I don't bring them to cons, only because there is only so much room on a six-foot table, and they're very bulky. Um, but I, I have them. They're all living in my closet right now. Um, uh, so they are all technically for sale, but they're not for sale anywhere. They're just, if somebody wanted one, I would be happy to sell one. Um, <laughs> they have, have to know about it on their own, however, but yeah. You, you need the secret password. <laughs> exactly. Um, I haven't actually been doing a lot of uh, costume work lately, only because, again, there's only so much time in the world. Um, which is what consistently frustrates me. I have so many projects I want to do and only so many time in my life. And some of that time needs to be consumed by, you know, in absorbing media and watching TV and continuing to be a geek and do those fun things I love to do as well as draw and everything. And actually have a life. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's a yeah. part of that as well. So is there a dream project that you've got sitting in the back of your head? 
that says, I really want to do this at some point. Right now. Um, I'm going to look at my project board. I have one of those now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I always have ideas that are sort of rolling around in the back of my head that I would like to get to at some point. Um, pieces that I've always wanted to finish. I don't have a lot that I leave unfinished just sitting around. Um, because that frustrates me. At the moment, I don't have any one thing. I'm currently working on a set of um, a set of playmats uh, for for the community gaming community again. I've been doing a little bit of work with uh, Midgard Games actually in Derry. They're having they're having a number of little mini cons every once in a while um, that they you know roll out a couple of artists um, that they know who will come down, set up like four or five tables in the back. And then just have gaming all day with a tiny little artist alley in the back. I don't know if y'all have uh, been down there, but. No, I, this is the first I've heard of it. We're going yeah. to have to talk about that next week when I see you yeah. for like the first time in about a year. It's been a very long yeah, time. Wow. Like, yeah. It has been. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think um, the last time I, I talked to you was Boston last year, which was. Yeah. Not, not a, it was a weird time no. for everybody. Technically, it was Granite State last year, but I was very sick. Uh, you were very sick, and neither of us remembers if we actually discussed anything at that point. <laughs> no, I think it was mostly, um, we might go to dinner later. It depends on whether or not I can feel my ears. Uh, no, I can't feel my ears. We're not going to dinner. Can't feel my ears. I'm going home. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Basically. Yep, yeah, basically. Yeah, that was, that was, I think, the extent of anyone's conversation with me last year. So besides the keychains, what are you bringing with you? for people to see and buy this year? I've got the keychains. I've got, as I say, it's going to be the last hurrah for the, um, the shrinky dinks because I'm going to replace that, that with the keychains and uh, retire those down. Um, I'm going to have all my posters, which I do have new ones uh, this year. I'm trying to think if there's anything I am. There's a lot since last year, Granite State, certainly. I've also got a couple, which I don't think I had for... No, no, there's nothing I didn't have at Boston this year because I haven't done a print order, but there's a whole bunch of stuff which I had new at Boston, um, including a couple of more uh, original pieces that aren't fan-based, um, as well as some uh, new fan art as well. I've got a few more of the Japanese-style print pieces, which I'm trying to focus on. Trying to do a Miyazaki. That's one of the projects. That's a good answer for you. Um, I'm trying go. to do a Miyazaki series um, in a oh, nice. classical style. So far, I've, mm -hmm. I've got the two, uh, which I've had for a little while, which is uh, Mononoke Hime and uh, Spirited Away. Um, and uh, Seven Samurai. Which, which brings Miyazaki, but... an, interest, an interesting question for me, uh, mm -hmm. which is your, your Japanese influence stuff is uh, really, really, in some ways, really classical Japanese style, and in some ways, really inventive on its own. How did you get started doing that stuff? What was oh, your original means the there? I, I think the very first one I did was, I was actually, I actually did a series of character portraits for, um, like my personal characters for me and my gaming group uh, for a Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game where I said, I'm because I always draw the party 
for whatever game I'm playing. It's it's sort of my gift to the GM. Um, and I was like, what should I do? I should do this in a classical style. And I did that. And it was very fun. And then I guess it must have been four or five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. It might have been three years ago. Um, uh, my uh, boyfriend uh, was playing in the official um, winter court forum game for the Legend of Five Rings um, world. And in the, in the game, they had a big event where they fought up demon and uh, the princess in the game commissioned a tapestry be made of this great event featuring these heroes of the, of the empire. And some well, there you go. Wouldn't that, be cool? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if we could get that drawn? And, uh, and my boyfriend's like, uh, hey, I, I, I know an artist. She's been drawing forum avatars for y'all um, for a little while now. And so they actually commissioned me to draw an entire, um, an entire, you know, Yukusori style scene, which is the description of this scene of them all fighting. And uh, and after after that, it was a style that I just kind of have expanded into, and am very much enjoying. I very much enjoy um, trying to get styles. Right. I think that there is, and this sounds very, this actually sounds very, um, very arrogant in a lot of ways, but I think that there are a lot of people who um, don't, not imitate a style, but try to draw in the style of, say, Alphonse Mucha is very popular, who mm-hmm. focus on one aspect rather than many aspects. So you see a lot of beautiful, beautiful pieces that are very nouveau, but a little flatter or cleaner than original nouveau pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually very much like trying to go in and go, okay, that that style of drawing, and it's a little bit in nouveau, although um, Seymuka is, is a very good um, anatomical painter. So he is, in fact, drawing very realistic figures, which is very useful to try and imitate as an artist. Um, but um, going into something like, say, an ukiyo-e, ancient, you know, classical Japanese style, as an artist, you learn how it's done, and that's how you acquire a style of your own. This is how you draw a hand. This is how you draw a face. This is how you draw an eye. And you know how it's done. It's like in your muscle memory. And when you try to do a different style, which may not be quite correct, because there are aspects of stylized classical um, Japanese art which uh, that faces don't look that way. This is just how faces are drawn in that style, which is true of, say, comic books, etc. Um, right. That you have to you have to force yourself to stop taking everything for granted. And what, what do you mean by and that? learn again. Well, what do you as mean a, stop taking artist, everything for granted? Um, because you have that muscle memory of this is how I draw a face. This is how I draw a hand. My hand wants to make this line go in this direction. I know what I'm doing. I've drawn people before. Um, that will push your style in a direction, which isn't what you're trying to go. It'll push it back into your modern style. You have to Mm -hmm. pay attention and override that and go, yes, I know 
that that's how you want to draw a hand. I know that's how you want to draw a face, but that's not the face of the hand we're drawing right now. We need the line to so do you, this. So you're essentially fighting your own training. Yes. And, and retraining and training different things. It's getting considerably easier over time doing that sort of work and getting to know different styles more. But it is, it's, it's retraining or fighting your own style training, um, which I think is true of almost anyone who has, who is a skilled at a thing when they are then told to do it differently or um, explain how it's done. It's actually sometimes very difficult where it's easier for somebody who may never have done it before because you don't have all of that um, pre-existing assumption. But you know, it, it, there's, there's a point at which you do very, for lack of a better phrase, cartoon characters. Mm -hmm. You do very far eastern characters. You do very nouveau characters. And each, each of them, I guess, requires a different skill set. So as, as you're going along, you're building up different skill sets for different mm -hmm. styles. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it is changing gears and learning different styles. And then again, just very much paying attention. Um, because there's um, certainly earlier on in the process of any of those styles, I mean, apart from the cartoon styles, I guess, there was a lot of, you know, having windows and windows open on my computer of original Alphonse Mucha paintings open to go, wait, wait, I don't know. I, I know how to draw a foot, but how, how do I draw a foot in this style? Quick, open up a picture and look. Um, and I'm doing that less and less, I suppose. As I, as well, I do, do it more and more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great dichotomy right there. Um, <laughs> it's for me, it's kind of interesting because having spent uh, as much time as I did in the Far East when I was younger, I find myself drawn to that style of artwork and find a lot of it unsatisfying. Uh, some of the stuff that I've found very satisfying uh, is by uh, two artists that I've come to admire, and one of them is you, because I really yeah. like some of the stuff that you've done. And I really, really like some of the stuff David Mack has done. And yeah, I'm putting you both in, in the same sentence there because it's it's not a forced style. It it feels very correct, if that makes well, sense. Thank you very very much. Oh no, you thank you very much. Your your stuff is amazing, guys. If you haven't seen Rhiannon McCulloch's work, uh, we're going to give you the website and the deviant art and the whole thing for you to take a look at. But nothing beats walking into an artist alley and getting a chance to talk with her for a few minutes and get kind of uh, eye to face with it. It's some very beautiful stuff and some very beautiful styles, very unique, very talented, and our very good friend, Rhiannon, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, thank you so much for having me. I miss you guys. Well, we miss you too. And we're going to see you in two weeks. Hey, Kriana, do we have time for some news? <laughs> I'm guessing that means no. 
I mean... Next week on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, Paul Dermot Granite Gun will also be talking with Don Higgins about Granite Gun. It may be slightly redundant, but not the way. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Granite Gun. Tony Dog is the job. Next week, we'll have pictures of his art. I know.